This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. Live from Radio Row in Las Vegas, this is MP on the Mic with Michael Phillips. Yes! All right, I love it. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. It's 10-15. Man, what a great start to this program. That was Dr. Scott Goldman. Uh, If you missed it, grab the Odyssey app. He's worked with Bob Myers. He's worked with Dan Quinn. We turned the microphone off. He said, hey, is the microphone off? He said, I just chatting with DQ yesterday. Uh, those are the kinds of guests we flew out here for. That is why <clears throat> we got on the plane. That is why we set up the table. That's why I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning for that kind of insight. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Uh, so glad you're joining us for Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, got a little little business on the home front to tend to. Uh, VCU big winners last night, 75-60. to 60. Over Fordham, uh, watched it out here uh, at the at the Mandalay Bay. We're staying here uh, at the sports book. Tons of fun. Uh, uh, JC, why don't you uh, hit up number one? I would like to hear Max Shulga record his first double double as a VCU Ram. The beefy Rivera has it knocked out of his hand. Shulga going after it's got it. Shulga one on one with Richardson rises and fires for three. Bullseye. That was the dagger. The third three by Shulga and VCU up 71-54. I don't know what to make of this team on a day-to-day, week-to-week, game-to-game basis, but I know they were supposed to take care of business against Fordham, and I know they took care of business against Fordham, and I know that's important. I also know it's important that Michael Bell got a pair of three-pointers. Would love to play clip number two here. JC, uh, this is Michael Bell. Uh, he doesn't get the post-game interview a lot. Uh, he was on the fan last night. Uh, that that's uh, This is Michael Bell with Robbie and Rodney uh, after a pair of three-pointers. And, look, Michael Bell's always good on the defensive end. You mix a little offense, I think we got something cooking here. For sure. I feel like that's just been my role um, recently with Sean going back as a starting lineup. Um, I, talk with, I talked with Coach about it and, and the other staff, um, staff members. And one of the biggest things for me was just being like an energizer and like just being a, like an energy push off the bench, like like giving energy, giving defense, giving hef- like effort and hustle. Um, when Sean gets tired or Matt gets tired, um, just being being able to be dependent on and like being those like short um, two three minute bursts for Sean and like Max to get their um, energy it. back. Um, so, and I feel like that's just me as a player, just just giving energy, trying just trying to play hard on um, every minute of the game to try and help us win. So yeah. Right, like if you're ranking, what are the most important things for for a basketball team? What are the most important things for VCU? You're starting with the boxing out, the defense, the rebounding, uh, timely shooting, Sean Bairstow backing guys down, coming back from injury, Max Shulga making big shots, as he does. You're talking about Joe Bamisil getting hot, uh, shot selection so important for him. You're talking about Jason Nelson and his ball handling. Those are the most important things. But add on to that list, guys like Michael Bell, guys who come off the bench, give you good minutes, give you energy, give you a defensive stop when you need a defensive stop. Uh, That's what you need. That's what a winning basketball team needs. Uh, That lifts you from good to great. That lifts you from inconsistent to a team that can win consistently. I'm not going to toss out too many flowers. You beat Fordham. Uh, Yeah, you beat Fordham on the road. Like, there was a time... When VCU played for him, you didn't even need to watch the game. You kind of got to watch all the games now. We're not, uh, we're not at that point yet. We're not at the point where you just take it for granted VCU is going to beat Fordham. But to get to where they want to go on this journey, you handle teams like that. Uh, and you withstand uh, a very strong effort from Fordham, right? We talk about the bullseye. VCU's still wearing the bullseye. Fordham's still, uh, 
you know, Fordham's still got this circled. They're playing Dayton, and they're all in, and they're giving their all, and they're playing VCU, and, and they're all in, and they're giving their all. Those are the two teams still in the A-10. They'll they walk into every arena every night with, with a circle right around them on the calendar. Uh, a little more, you know, a few more fans than you normally get at the game, a little more energy than you normally get in that gym. Uh, and they rose to the occasion. Love seeing Michael Bell hit a couple of threes. Uh, if he could continue doing that, that's going to be a great thing for this team. Max Shulga, first double-double as a Ram. Uh, let's, let's hit number four, JC. Let's hear from VCU coach Ryan Odom. Here he was on the fan after the game talking to Robbie and Rodney up in the Bronx. Excited for our guys. You know, I told them after the game, you know, a lot of immature teams, you know, would have come in here, especially after the win, you know, against Richmond and not taking care of business and not played, you know, winning basketball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think earlier in the season, you know, we had a little bit of that. You know, we'd win one, big one, and then come back, and all of a sudden, you know, we're not ready to play or not playing the, the style of basketball that, that – you know, is of winning caliber, and uh, you know, I thought tonight certainly wasn't perfect, but you know, we began to you know figure it out in terms of taking care of the ball and sharing the ball. There's some really nice plays out there, 18 assists yeah. on 26 you know, made buckets. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Defense down the stretch was not great. Um, we gotta we gotta clean that up a little bit, but uh, definitely excited for our guys in the win. I love that because uh, coaches so rarely. Uh, give give out those kinds of compliments. An immature team wouldn't have done that tonight. An immature team would have not shown up between Richmond and Dayton, right, for the trap game, for the Bronx up there in Fordham, uh, all those things. Uh, that this was this was a mature effort, uh, and I think you love that. All right, it's Bud Light Big Game Week. Uh, we're we're at Radio Row. Uh, we're having a ton of fun this week. Of course, I would like to set the scene for you, uh, my guy. Adam Epstein, AWOD Radio, takes over at, at noon here. He has walked in. It's a suit, a tie. You, you're you not – I feel like if I say something like you're the best-looking guy on Radio <laughs> Row, everybody would be like, ah, there are a lot of, of well-dressed people, and Adam Epstein has, has outdone them by, by a small margin. Um, this is – I mean – you're, you're leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the crew. This is impressive. I, I didn't know where you were going with this. Yeah. Was it a compliment or a backhanded compliment? It, it sounds pretty good. It's a full-on compliment. I like it. The, o- the only thing I've ever seen like this is Zach Joaquin doing, like, the full, like, you know, sharp-fitted suit at, like, a VCU exhibition game. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, and that guy's it. super skinny. Well, he can pull it <laughs> off really well. Uh, he's, he's working with advantages we don't work with by virtue of being in the radio business. Um, so... On your show, we're, we're going to have Grant Paulson on. Um, we'll do an entire blackjack recap. But we, we played with uh, what I believe was the worst blackjack player in the history of the world last <laughs> night at the Circa Hotel. Yeah. Um, so she, but play, it was players, right? Like It was a group of four of them. <clears throat> I, she was the biggest offender. Okay. Um, <laughs> she, she did not bust uh, because she refused to hit if she had 12 or higher regardless of what the dealer was showing. Right. So so that's that's kind of a wacky out of the gate, right? Like, if that's your system, that's your system, right? I, I'm never going to bust. I'm going to be in every hand. We get to play everything to the finish. Uh, not what I would do, but that's fine. She draws a pair of queens. That's a 20. The target number in blackjack is 21. <laughs> so she's doing pretty well. Uh, the dealer is showing a nine. Good number. Not as good as not as good as two tens. And when the dealer's showing a nine, you're always assuming the other is a face card. You work with the assumption the other card is a face card. At that point, you're sitting on twenty. Um, the only thing the dealer can do is get an ace and tie you, where you don't lose any money in a tie. Right. You just, your money stays in front of you. Basically, any other card that shows, uh, you know, outside of just a wacky sequence of events, you're getting more money put in front of you. And she says, "I'll split them, please." And I don't think I've ever seen a dealer. Um, I forget her name, but Hannah. She, Hannah. Hannah. Yeah, of course, you remember Hannah. <laughs> Hannah was great. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a dealer stop the game for that length of time to explain that this is an affront to all of society. <laughs> uh, it, it was truly a, a mind blowing. My so she's looking around. I'm sitting next to her, and she kind of gives me the "What would you do?" And I couldn't hold back. I said. It, just stop. You have 20. You're winning. The point of the game is to win. You play to win the game. You won the game. Uh, and then she turns to her, her husband, 
significant other, boyfriend, on the other side. And he said, he shrugs, he says, do whatever you want. That was not the right answer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she splits him. Uh, my guy downwind, Awad, caught, caught that stench, unfortunately. Uh, it did, didn't work out for, for anybody. So with the way I've always like played blackjack, like she's now the enemy for the rest of the night because that was my face card that I was supposed to win with, and then she hit because why are you hitting on 20? Why are you splitting? Split, split why are on you splitting 20. on 20? And then because then she took two cards that was one was mine, one yeah. was yours. Yeah. It, it, You're taking other people's cards. It messes up the whole deck. If we can say anything positive about this, we know the game wasn't rigged because they couldn't possibly rig a deck to her playing style. <laughs> there, there would be no way to pull that off. Like if you know everybody's going to play correctly, maybe you could rig a deck. You couldn't rig a deck for her. Right. Uh, you just it was too. You wouldn't know what was coming next at any given time. Uh, we went over to the media party last night. It was at the Formula One paddock. Uh, that's a that's a fancy word that means garage slash warehouse. Much bigger than a garage, though. It was huge. Yeah. That is a, that is. A I think great that's why point. they use paddock. Right? It, that is, I mean, wow. It was two city blocks long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they put food on every level, and you know it's it's Vegas, so it was, it was a good show. There was themed. It was know, themed. We had Elvis out there. That was a pretty good Elvis impersonator, and he was full on performing and singing. Yeah, like some people can do the voice, Danny Ruye. Some people have the look, right? You, yeah. you think about guy like the Andy Reid guy walking around who looks like he both had the look and the voice, and he was wearing a lot of makeup. And it, it kind of made him look even more like Elvis. I, I, it made me think of those Elvis movies, you know, where, like, it, it, that's the Elvis look in the movie. Right, yeah. For sure. He walked straight off the set of an Elvis movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, no, it, it was, was a, Austin Butler, actually. It was a very, know. very impressive showing. Very impressive showing. Yeah. Um, all right, so we got to slide out because uh, we got Joe Theismann on the other side of this break. He won a Super Bowl. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, we'll, we'll pick his brain on everything going on with the commanders, new coach, uh, et cetera, et cetera, new, uh, new hires all over the place. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, offensive coordinator. We'll see what Joe Theismann thinks about that. So I'm excited to, uh, excited to chat with him. Uh, great celebrity guests here. Uh, we're, we're waking up the desert. People are trickling in. Uh, we we love, uh, love to be first, uh, first in the barn here uh, out at Radio Row. I've enjoyed being first in because my show wraps up at 9 a.m. out yeah, here. Yeah, it's a wacky. It's a wacky. You get off at 9 and you're just like, what do I do? I slept for two and a half hours yesterday. Oh, that's wow. what that's what I did. I've gotten I think four to five every night. Yeah, I, I got I got four last night, plus the two and a half though. I'm winning. By Vegas standards, six and a half is a total win. I had a killer nap yesterday, middle of the day, Ooh. right before the VCU mm. game. Mm. That's, I, I don't want to hear about your blackjack wins. I want to hear about your your, your nap. That yeah. that's I'm I'm thirty nine years old. That's what gets me excited. <laughs> Jeeps, you wanna grab a headset here? Grab Adam's headset real quick. Grant Paulson is here. Uh, Grant Paulson, you hear him on the fan with Danny Ruye every night from 3 to 6. Um, we were out last night, and we saw what I believe to be the worst blackjack player I've ever seen in my life. It's not Adam. Adam's sitting right here. It's not him. Well, Adam wasn't a good blackjack player, but he wasn't the worst I've ever seen. Best thing that happened to Adam was he sat at the right table because he, <laughs> he was not the worst blackjack player there. A couple of things about last night. I want you to know I've texted 150 people about it. <laughs> We're going to start with that. <laughs> Second of all, you can't – and I hate. I really do. I hate the people that are, like, the fun suckers at the blackjack table at Las Vegas. And to our credit, meaning, like, everyone's just having fun. Who cares if you're good or not? You know, if, if I hit and I'm, you know, I'm feeling it and I'm, I'm not supposed to, I don't want someone, like, giving me the rolled eyes, whatever. Thank you for saying that because we, we found a $10 table with a view of the sports book. I was there to have fun, and I had fun. Exactly. Everyone, but – Everyone had a good time. <laughs> and we did not shame this terrible blackjack player. Should have, but didn't. To them. Just kind of to each other. I've texted so many people about them. Worst blackjack player I've ever seen. The amount of times that you guys got screwed was unbelievable. That's number one. <laughs> number two, you're burying the lead. <laughs> the lead was Adam Epstein. <laughs> there he, was a, he, he is the main character at 910 The Fan. That, well, that is for sure. And at that blackjack table. He was. There was a moment. This is my favorite. I don't know what else is going to happen on this trip. I could get to interview Patrick Mahomes for an hour. Yeah. I could get to read a bedtime story to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It won't be better (laughs) than Adam Epstein at the blackjack table last night. I don't know why he did this. This is what he did. Hannah, who's dealing him the cards, is waiting for roughly 11 seconds for his decision. 
This is not how this is supposed to go. She deals the card, next person card. Adam has decided we are screeching this thing to a halt. We're going to wait until I'm ready to make my decision. I'm either going <laughs> to tap the table, or you guys have played this game before. I'm going to take my hand in front of me and say I'm just fine. She's waiting several seconds for his decision. Then he picks up his bottle of beer. <laughs> he shakes it back and forth, left and right, rocking it like to, the, to its side. The closest comparable here is a wine sommelier yes. sniff, sniffing <laughs> the, the glass. 100%. <laughs> That's what he does. He kind of like as if he is shaking it in a circle so he can smell the earthy tones yes. of his Bud Light. <laughs> he then goes to drink it, take a sip. All again, while everyone at the table is waiting for his decision. This should never happen. <laughs> he goes to take the sip, and because he just shook beer, it explodes all over his face. I've never seen anything like it. It was a wonderful moment. I think then he hit when he shouldn't have and yelled analytics. And then I think he went bust out. But, uh, hey, Phillips has another $15 coming your way. Don't you worry about a thing. How, how much money did I spend propping my guy up last night? Uh, Whatever it was, it was worth it. It was worth every I, penny, and I'd do it again. I had a blast. I cannot wait for nighttime just to find out where Adam is tonight so that I can be back with him. We had a good old time. Uh, tonight is Sphere Night. Uh, it, it's with, a big night. With you two uh, at the Sphere, which I'm very fired up about. Uh, maybe Bono will come play with us after. I uh, am elated. I think, I think Black, you know, generally when I think Bono, I think $15 tables at the D. That, that's his scene exactly. uh, for sure. Uh, sometimes he goes high roller 25, yeah. uh, but never more than that. He's very, a big Fremont guy. I always see him at the Denny's over on Fremont. <laughs> uh, he, that's his breakfast normally when he's in Vegas. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We got a break. Thank you for j- jumping in. My GP. pleasure. I did tell the story this morning, but you tell it very well as well. I think oh. our, our audience isn't going to get tired of that story anytime soon. I think they're going to hear it again at some point. No question. All right. Back with more after this. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. You're listening to 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. We are live from Radio Row 1031. Thank you for joining us on the home of the Commanders, the new 910 The Fan, Nat 105-1 FM. Hope everybody's doing well out in beautiful Richmond, Virginia. Been a cold and rainy week here in Vegas. We are thrilled to have on the line our next guest. You remember him from that time he won the Super Bowl as well as other great moments. Joe Theismann. Uh, what is up, Joe? Hey, MP, how are you? So you got a little I, rain out there in Vegas, huh? A little rain out here in Vegas. I didn't, uh, did, not, did not have that one on my bingo card. Of course, uh, when you're in Vegas, uh, there are lots of things on the bingo card. It's, it's a very big one. Yes, it is. The thing is, is you, just <laughs> never, you just never get, you never get the uh, clothing right, though. That's the problem. That, that is so true. Um, I, I want to ask you about everything going on with, with the commanders now, obviously, and the sure. turnover. But, you know, we, we have you on. Um, you know, I know you get lots of requests this week. A- every year the Super Bowl comes around. Um, does, it, does it still bring back the memories? Does, it still, you know, does, that still, does this week still resonate for you? Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a great week. It's a great week of memories. Um, you know, I just think of the one we won, that other one I, I just block out of my mind. There you go. But uh, it's it is it's it's a great week. It's great to see. I'm headed out there tomorrow, so it's a chance to be able to see the guys that you haven't seen in a long time, and a lot of the players, a lot of the retired players, some of the active players. Uh, it's almost like a big homecoming for the NFL for for me anyway. Uh, this particular week, uh, no matter where the Super Bowl is played, and now with it being in Vegas, it's it's an exciting time with everything that's been going on in gaming and. You know, you're in the heart of it right now with the games and with the game coming up. And, you know, it's just – it is. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, And then a lot of reminiscing. You know, a lot of looking back on – you think about the preparation, you think about the game, you think about the feelings after. Um, nothing like it. Incredible experience. It, it's, uh, it, it, it's always fantastic. And, of course, uh, this is a special year, the anniversary of that 83 season where, where you were the NFL MVP. And, uh, I mean, it was – I, everybody asks you to compare them. It's always an unfair question to ask. Was that your guys' best offense that year? I mean, you guys were humming that year. Oh, yeah. We, we, you know, I mean, really, when you think about it, Coach Gibbs took over in 81. We go 0-5. Then after that, we sort of start to find ourselves a little bit. We go 8-3 and the rest of that season. Then the Super Bowl season, we go 12-1, and and people forget that that was a strike-shortened season. We only played, I think we played, what, nine regular season games. Yeah, and then we had, then, we, then everything, then everything was like a wild card. So we wind up twelve and one and win the world championship. 
and it, it's funny. You, you can't imagine. I mean, maybe you have dreams. You, you, you do have dreams. You have dreams about winning a championship. But until it actually happens, it, it's surreal. It's, it's, you really are just playing a game. You're doing the same thing that you've been doing for years. I mean, this was, you know, it was January of 83 for us. And I was in the, I've been in the league almost 10 years. And here's, here, here comes that moment when right now you stand at the top of the mountain with your, with the team. I mean, we, we are the world champions. We are the best in football. Um, and, and one of the things I always enjoyed in preparation for the two of them was I like being one of the last teams standing. I analogize it this way. If you're in a golf tournament, and you're near the lead, everybody's on the range hitting balls. And then everybody goes to their tee times. And then another group goes to their tee times. And another group goes to their tee times. And then you look around the range, and it's just you and maybe two or three other people. That's a neat feeling. It's the same thing for me when it came to the Super Bowl. You know, people got eliminated. People got eliminated. And all of a sudden, we were one of the last two teams standing. And it was, uh, yeah, I remember a lot about, about the preparation. I had a I had about an hour and a half conversation with a dear friend of mine by the name of Burt Reynolds because we played in Pasadena, and Buddy and I had known each other for a while. And so we talked on the phone Saturday night for about an hour and a half about a lot of different things. I remember Coach Gibbs, what he talked about in the meeting Saturday night, our quarterback meeting. Um, first thing I did when I got to the stadium, I walked the entire football field from end zone to end zone. I just wanted to take in that moment. After we won the championship, I sat down with George Michael, in the middle of the football field with the lights, with the, you know, the mist of California coming in and the lights somewhat shining bright. And that scoreboard is right in front of me. I can close my eyes today and I can look up and still see that scoreboard. So that moment stays with you forever. Man, that is cool. Love hearing Joe Theismann. Take a trip down memory lane. And of course, uh, new, uh, new ownership, new energy, new coach. Number two draft pick, hoping to maybe make some more of those memories in the coming year. Um, I'll, I'll leave it open-ended for you, uh, Joe. Wait, what do you make of this round of hires and the people they've brought in? Is there anybody that, that excites you or that, that gets you thinking, you know, that this, was a, this is a really good hire or opportunity for the team? I think it is a good hire. I think, I think, Dan's, I think Dan's a heck of a coach. I mean, he's gone to what, two or three Super Bowls. I mean, he understands what it's like to get to the top of the mountain. Um, he's had success where, wherever he's been. And, you know, the big thing about a head coach is, is who do you hire? It's just like being an executive. You can't, you can't handle everything yourself. You need to find the right kind of people to do the job that you want to get done to be successful. I think in Dan's case, first of all, I think it was a terrific hire. Um, I think the Ben Johnson situation sort of, you know, took people by surprise, him staying in Detroit. But that's fine. I mean, I, I hope he got the bump that he deserved. And I think Detroit believes that if they can remain with uh, continuity on the offensive side of the ball, they can have a shot uh, to be back next year uh, in the playoffs and in a, in a championship game. So, you know, that makes sense. But Dan Quinn has such great experience. Um, and, I, it, you know, it, it's uh, like I said, it, the hires are interesting. You know, Joe Witt, was, he's, he's been with Dan, so they know the defense. They know, he knows what he wants. But uh, Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting hire to me because – Remember, he had Kyler Murray in Arizona and Johnny Manziel, Mahomes, Mayfield, all guys that could move around. And he also happened to be one of the offensive coaches, uh, I believe, uh, in Southern Cal last year where Caleb Williams is, which tends me to believe that if, let's say, just say Caleb Williams is drafted by Washington, he will be familiar with the offense. There won't be that, that obvious rookie transition from college to pro game and the biggest part of that is terminology, knowing what to call, knowing where to go with the ball, knowing how to read things. You know, that, that's, a, that's a step that will be advanced for him. And that's, that's what I'm looking at. It, the, that's why the hires to me are interesting. Is familiarity in both offensive and defensive coordinators. We, you mentioned Caleb Williams. I know, I know people out here get, get excited hearing that name, but uh, all the names are exciting. Drake May, Jaden Daniels, all the way sure. on down. A ton of good quarterbacks in this draft. Um, there's just it's so important to get that position right and, and to nail that one. What what would you tell whoever it is coming in uh, about what they're going to be up against here in Washington as, as they work on this rebuilding project? Well, you know, MP, you just don't know. Each one of the top three brings something different to the table. 
Drake's a little bit more of a talkative guy. Jalen moves around. Caleb uh, or Caleb, however it's pronounced, will get that squared away at some point in time. Um, but he, you know, he's uh, he's a he's a bit raw. Great athlete. I watched him make plays against Notre Dame a few years back, and it was all his legs that, that got it done, scrambling around making plays. Um, played in a big-time environment at USC. You know, Drake went on and did a, an incredible job at North Carolina, and, and we all, we obviously know what Jalen did down in uh, in uh, LSU. So, uh, to me, I think that any one of those guys is going to just have to be able to be sponges, learn as much as you can. There's more of a transition today from the college game to the pro game than we've ever seen. Yeah. Obviously, the shotgun, the movement of the quarterback, a lot of different things. Now, the next thing is is the verbiage. We're, you're looking at a team, that, for example, just as a reference point, the San Francisco 49ers, the Green Bay Packers, their offensive coordinators, you know, Matt LaFleur up in Green Bay, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. You look at how close they come to getting delay of game penalties because the verbiage is so long. It's so hard. It's like it's learning an entire different language. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco gets at least one delay a game, possibly more, only because you have to get all that out of your mouth and get everybody lined up and going. So that's part of the learning process. It isn't just your physical skills. To me, the physical part of the game, lots of guys have physical skills. But how do you handle the mental aspect? the ability to call plays, the, the ability to call them in a very timely fashion, uh, to be able to read the defenses, to be able to communicate with everybody. I mean, those are all parts of the game that people sort of overlook a little bit. All they want to look at is, whoa, we can run, whoa, we can throw. There's a lot more to the position than that. No doubt about it. Nobody knows that better than Joe Theismann. Uh, pleased to have him joining us here on The Fan this morning, uh, MP on the mic. Uh, Joe, my guy Bennett Zier, he's our boss here. He says to say hey to you. He says you were one of the good ones in the early days at WTEM. There's another throwback for us. Oh, my God. You know, I did radio. I did, I did morning drive uh, in Washington um, in 82 and 83. I, I love radio. I mean, you know, what you can do, MP, is you can paint pictures for people. And then they can imagine things. You know, some mornings I'd get up and it'd be cloudy and, you know, we'd start the show at 6 a.m. I'd say, oh, geez, a big snowstorm. People don't know it's not snowing. You can mess with their heads. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, you can tell them anything you want. It's dark. They're still in their bedroom. They have no idea what's going on. And, oh, you better get up early. It's like you get out and it's a sunny day and they get pissed off at you. I mean, it's just. It's. I love. I love. I love the radio medium. I really do. It's uh, like I said. You can paint pictures for people, and, and sometimes it's a lot of fun. I used to have. I used to have an argument. I used to argue with myself on the air. So in other words, I'd be. You know, it'd be like, hey, we want to go now to. Uh, to we want to go to ninety five where where the traffic is, and then you've, we've got construction here. And so what I do is I would play the construction guy as well as a drive. Hey, buddy, come on, get us out of here. We got to get moving. Don't worry about it. I'm working here. I'm working. I'm trying to get a job done. All right. You know, you got you sitting in a car. I'm out here in the hot sun. Don't give. Hey, hey, buddy, don't give me any lip. Hey, don't worry about it, man. We're just going to be trying to get this thing. I mean, I'll tell you, I had the best time. It's so much fun. <laughs> It's we're at, so much fun. <laughs> we're having that much fun now. Uh, very much appreciate you taking a few minutes uh, and joining us. Uh, Joe Theismann, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got some work to do, apparently. I got to work on my voices. I'll, I'll come ready next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Uh, enjoy your time in Vegas. We'll be, we'll be thrilled to see you down here. You bet, MP. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Joe Theismann. He'll be down here uh, for the weekend. Uh, everybody's going to be down here for the weekend. It's uh, I know we, I know we say that every year at the Super Bowl. Double it at the Vegas Super Bowl. It's uh, it's incredible. Radio Row's bigger than normal. Uh, the the talent list is bigger than normal. Everybody who's anybody is down here, and so are we. Rolling right along, taking you up to twelve o'clock. That's when AWOD Radio takes over. Grant and Danny drive you home. You know what you're listening to. It's nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM. Right now, I want to welcome in our first guest of the day, uh, Dr. Scott Goldman. Uh, Scott, good morning. Um, you, um, so, so we're the home of the Commanders. Bob Myers is uh, is running the coaching search. The thing uh, you worked with him with the Golden State Warriors, right? That is correct. Yeah. All right. Um, you've also worked with the Wizards. Yes. Is that is that correct? So, so tell us a little bit about what you do 
uh, and, and you know what what your role is with these teams. Well, first, I'd like to start off by saying I don't think I've ever been in the same sentence with Joe Theismann and Karen. <laughs> so, what an honor and a privilege it is to to be in, in a like that's. Like, remember the amazing Karnak where he would say, Joe Theismann, Carrot Top, and Scott Goldman. I'm not sure where that leads to. Three guests on the fan today because Las Vegas, you just never know what's going to happen. Right. So uh, to tell you about myself, um, I'm a licensed psychologist by training, and I've got advanced skill sets where they're really meant and intended for performance, elite performance optimization, high-pressure situations. So for the last 25 years, I've been an embedded psychologist with NFL teams, NBA teams, and a few others, yeah. So, so we hear so much about the importance of the mental side of the game, the importance of identifying the right athletes. Um, you're with AIQ here today. What, what do you guys do to help these teams and help these players? Yeah, great question, right? So... The AIQ is a, is, a, is a device, it's a tool that's really meant to help describe how a player processes the game. So when my partner Jim Bowman and I created the AIQ, the concept was if we define sports as a constantly mutating puzzle, if you know a quarterback who has to scramble and scan the field and look for where his identified targets would be, or a, a point guard who's got to you know, decide where to distribute the ball and transa- transition basket basketball so the idea is sports is this constantly mutating changing puzzle what are the cognitive abilities that you need in order to solve it so how do you see the game how do you process the game everything like that so if you were say holding the number two pick in this year's nfl draft hypothetically speaking hypothetically, sure. <laughs> what would be the things you're looking for that say you know hypothetically there's three quarterbacks who are all very good at the top of that draft what, what are the things you're looking for that separate them? Well, and I think you also got to take an inventory of who you already got on your roster, too, which, you mm-hmm. know, I, I've talked to some professionals who, who see the quarterback currently as a first-round talent that they think is a, an absolute steal from a fifth-round grab. So okay. we're just being hypothetical yeah, here, yeah. right? <laughs> I think the first thing I would do is I would want to talk to the new offensive coordinator and see what kind of knowledge he might have about some of the, the <laughs> prospects and see if he has any kind of intimate knowledge about <laughs> what they're capable of. And, and then, you know, I, I, knowing Coach Quinn a little bit and having worked with him in the past in some other spaces and places – what an amazing hire and an incredible human being. Um, it's interesting. You mentioned Bob Meyer. Like um, When he first got announced as being part of this process, my phone blew up. And they're like, basketball guy in football? I said, look, <laughs> you got to understand, this person is an absolute genius. I mean, and I don't use that word lightly, especially like when you're in that space sure. of understanding cognitive processing and everything. Yeah. And so I, I just – every. Every front office person, every coach, I just say, if you trust this person, like his emotional intelligence, his intellect, his ability to ask the third, fourth, and fifth question, brilliant. So I, I think, sorry, it's a long-winded answer this for is the a great two answer. pick. This, this is what you're here for. This is fantastic. Here's what I would say. When you get the right people on board, you can do some pretty amazing things. And Bob Myers is such a home run, brilliant person. And then you got... Coach Quinn, who's an amazing connector. I mean, the guy has no enemies. Everyone around the league loves him unconditionally. Like, if you look at some of the history of his coaching staffs and where they've all grown and become, Kyle Shanahan, Raheem Morris, like what he does is good, talented people gravitate towards him, and then they produce at such a high level. So you are setting an environment of where I would almost say the luxury that they have is to hit a bullseye with this number two pick is so much wider because the environment has a good fit for a wide range of people. You, you bring a player into a bad environment, doesn't matter if they're good. You, the, the Tom Brady question, right? Does he become Tom Brady if he's drafted by, you know, name your team? Yeah, like one of the questions that I'll ask front office folks uh, when I'm when I'm in that conversation. So, you know, I've been in several draft rooms, both for Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL in the last 10 years. So it's, it's one of those kinds of intellectual um, conversations is I'll say like, okay, let's take quarterback X. How many systems would that quarterback be good in? Okay. Then let's take system Y and ask ourselves how many quarterbacks would be good in system Y. So if we're always talking about system fit versus player, I mean, one washes the other. Okay. But I think that that becomes the litmus test of which way are we leaning towards? Is this a system fit or is this a, a really outstanding athlete? Nice. Uh, we're 
pleased to be joined by Dr. Scott Goldman. He's here with AIQ, uh, the instrument that scientifically impa- scientifically proven to impact NFL performance. I got it there. And you worked with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, anytime anybody talks about culture, the Warriors are one of the first team that gets mentioned in any sport. What was it that that group had that, that everybody's trying to replicate? It's Again, it's the people. See, it's funny. Like When we talk about culture and, and- And in my humble opinion, I think culture is an interesting word Mm -hmm. and I'm not a fan of. And and I'll I'll tell you why. Like, culture becomes a nebulous third element. So I think we live in a day and age right now where we struggle to confront one another. So instead of saying, like, hey, I don't like you or, hey, we've got this relationship dynamic, what we say is, like, oh, the culture's bad. So instead of you being bad or instead of me being mad, we just go, hey, the culture's bad. And so I say, if if we redefine culture... Or if we focus on it, we say, look, human beings are complicated and human interactions are a multiplier of complication, then culture is really the interaction between it all. And to me, where I start is with leadership. I think the ownership, Joe Lacob, Kirk Lacob, Kent Lacob, Mike Dunleavy Jr., like they are amazing human beings. They're in the building every day. They care. They're invested. And they set a tone of how people are treated and everybody feels heard, everybody collaborates. So it goes beyond just what you see on the court. But it's just it's a group of amazing human beings with a shared and aligned mission. I love it. Uh, Dr. Scott Goldman here. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about what you're doing here this week with AIQ? Yeah, so, you know, the AIQ's been in the NFL space since 2012. We were the first to really provide this kind of descriptive element and we're working right now with multiple nfl teams um and and we're used it's funny like we go beyond just uh talent selection it's really about talent development and so a big part of what we're doing is just trying to help people be aware of how valuable of a resource this can be for teams not just in the draft process but also in the player development spectrum as well that's awesome scott thank you for taking a little time with us today uh we'll take a quick break we'll be right back with more you're listening to 910 the fan now 105.1 fm 11 o'clock on the East Coast, 8 o'clock out here in Las Vegas where it's Bud Light Big Game Week. The excitement builds every day. Monday, this place was dead when we started the show. Now it is very much alive with celebrity. Gronk just walked by. He's in the house. Uh, Got tons of great great names, great interviews. You heard from Joe Theismann uh, at 1030 here. Grab the Odyssey app if you missed that. Plenty going on back home, too, including a VCU win, 75-60 over Fordham last night. You heard it right here on the fan. Um, so uh, Mike Sveditz joins us as he does Wednesdays, 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, Mike, you uh, you there? What's going on, Michael? All right, so I, I want to get to the Super Bowl. I want to get to sports betting, all the fun stuff. Um, but today is signing day. We were texting about this earlier, and yeah. today is college football signing day. The, the, there's two of them now, but this is the one that was always a thing. UVA and Virginia Tech are going to sign a combined zero players today. It is amazing to me how quickly the air got taken out of national signing day. That is absolutely insane. That is the, the craziest thing. And you, we've talked about this before on the show. You and I obviously have talked about this, uh, you know, as recently as this morning, like you said. I, I mean, I remember, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, it was like everybody, and this was before social media, so everybody would crowd around the message boards, right? You'd log on with your dial-up, and you'd just sit there and refresh all day, and fax machines would be buzzing, and, you know, and, and now it's, I just, I mean, obviously, since they did the early signing period, that took a lot out of it. But with the transfer portal and everything else, I mean, it's, uh, you know, what used to be, you know, and it it got to where it kind of jumped the shark, too, right? Kids would go on ESPN and they do the hat trick or they would do the, you know, the T-shirt thing or they fake it out, you know, and act like they're signing one place and sign the other. But, you know, kind of. It just it, it it's just sad that you know especially the two biggest schools in Virginia are not signing anybody on quote national signing day. It's, I'm surprised the portal hasn't turned into that announcement spot because everybody seems to quietly commit back out of the portal. Maybe it's because they got a fan base mad at them at that point. But I'm surprised we're not doing hat dances in the portal. I absolutely, you know, but you'd have to have like a, you know, it would change every five seconds, right? So you, <laughs> there's no way to keep the bandwidth on that. It's, it's extreme. Do like it's a true. Twitter live or something for it. It's true. All right, JC, hit that sounder. Let's uh, let's get down to business with Mike Sveditz. 
Mike Savetis of Front Page Bets breaks down this week's lines and action in college and pro football. Mike, I'm right next. Uh, I'm sitting right underneath the big DraftKings booth. FanDuel's over here. Uh, we had Derek uh, Stevens, he owns Circa, on the show yesterday. Uh, this is the gambling Super Bowl. There's there's no avoiding it. There's no ducking it at this point. Uh, what's what's this going to mean for what y'all do at Front Page Bets, for the industry, for, for gambling as a whole to have a Las Vegas Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, this is, you know, th- th- this is why it was created, right? I mean, it feels like it's all the stars are aligning, being in Las Vegas, playing the game there. Uh, you know, it's the most bet event in the world every year. And now legally, in, at least in America, legal in 38, 39 states. Um, and, and it's just, it's, you know, last year, billions of dollars w- were bet on it. This year, billions more will be bet on it uh, legally. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think it's just, a, it, it kind of just culminates to where we are now with legalizing, regulating sports betting across the country. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot obviously regulated it's safer to do it's it's more mainstream it's more um you know licensed and 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 you know there's so many there's so many more uh, i guess fail safes on it to keep it from being you know kind of that back room you know back bar type type deal and and now you know there's it's, it's the biggest event in the world right now always has been and for the sports betting world to be in vegas it's huge i was only i wish i was only out there with you you know and uh, at at the uh under the under all those signs and doing the and, and doing it live um, as well, but it's going to be a big week. It's already been a big week in, in, in the lead up, so we're excited about it here at Front Page Bets. All right, we take them one at a time, Mike. But next year's Super Bowl is in New Orleans. I'm, I'm going to need to see you down there for that one. In, in, in. <laughs> as long as I can get on the big game Bud Light big game train, I'm good. Big, uh, our big, guy, big game week, whatever that is, whatever you uh, guys our, are doing down there. Our guy JR is going to hook you up. I, be- I believe in him. JR-, JR hooked us up all week. We got him. So tomorrow, the, the guy who does the Clydesdales is uh, is coming on the show. I don't think we have an nice. actual Clydesdale on the show. I don't. I don't think that would go well on Radio Row. But uh, it would we, be a we, better we, we lo- than me. That's for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. The best bit at media night. Um. It, you know the Blue Man Group. Um, oh yeah. Everybody knows the Blue Man Group, right? Um, yeah, what's I, saw, the, I saw them my first trip to Vegas back in 2001. Anyway. Sure. What's the, besides the, the blue paint, what's the one defining thing about the Blue Man Group? They don't talk. They don't talk. Everybody knows they don't talk. The Blue Man Group performed to kick off uh, media night. So, they, you know, right. it's, it's a t- TV spectacle now. They perform. They walk off stage. Um, you know, they're just in the big media pen. So a lot of people are coming up, taking pictures with them, you know, doing, doing bits sure. with them. Um, some radio guy comes up and says, can I do an interview with you guys? Um, and, and they nod yes. And, and he goes, you know, I'm, I'm Joe Blow with, you know, 1010 the ticket. And you know, we're here with the Blue Man Group in Las Vegas. You know, how excited are you guys to be at Super Bowl opening night? And they just start miming and, like, making a and, – and he looks it. so confused. It was fantastic. It's great radio. That's great radio right there. <laughs> gold, that's, Gary. It's gold. That's great radio right there. Um, all right, so we had Derek Stevens on yesterday. He runs Circa out here. They've got one of the biggest sports books. He said he thinks that the late money will come in on the Chiefs. Um, but but I'm intrigued because the early money also came in on the Chiefs, and then we <laughs> we, we saw a course correction. Um, how, how are you reading what's going to happen over the next 72 hours here? Yeah, I mean, I think usually, you know, in my experience, you know, usually the late, late sharp money comes in. Um, you know, before kickoff, right? So that you're not going to see a lot of b- the bigger betters coming in this early. You have seen some, but I think you, you know a lot of the money will come in late from the from the pros, right? And so the but the public right now, seventy percent of the public is betting the Chiefs, and we saw that when the lines opened after the championship games opened at two and a half in favor of the Forty ers People bet that down to one, and now it creeped back up. At last I saw, Fanduel was two and a half. Um, you know, bet MGMs, I think still got a one and a half, you know, and so it's fluctuating between one and a half and two and a half, depending on your book. I don't know, you know, if, if, if that'll get bet down to one, one and a half, you know, right before kickoff, it'll be, if it'll be close to a pick them, not sure. But right now the public is 70% of them taking the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who's 11, one and one as an underdog, as a starter, right. And he's 15 and four, I think as a, in the playoffs against the spread. So I feel like, you know, a lot of people already are on that Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs 
dynasty train. You know, what'll be interesting is is to see the public if it does stay with that or if they if it starts coming back toward the 49ers. Since ninety one when they started tracking this, not the Nevada sports books have only lost twice to public betting, right? So they're thirty one and two against the public when it comes to Super Bowl. So they don't lose often when it when it comes to getting this. So they so they know something we don't always have. So is it is it is it the house or is it Mahomes? Who are you gonna go with? Uh, they they're both formidable opponents. I will I will say that. I, those those are two groups that all all they do is win. Uh, we we we've seen that show out here for sure out here in Vegas. So they they've got a we're on Radio Row. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. Um, the the slot machine company, uh, Aristocrat Gaming, is the name of the company. They make slot machines. They have a big booth. They have a big booth out here for people to do their live TV shots from. They have slot machines themed to every NFL team, but they're rigged so that when you when you spin the wheel, you win the jackpot. Uh, so that so that everybody from around the country can do their live shots here in Vegas and spin the wheel and hit a jackpot and then throw it back to the studio. Uh, there wait, you go. I mean, what clever marketing there! That that's amazing. Vegas doesn't miss, Michael. I, you know what I mean. You you have been out there long enough to know. We've seen this. We've seen this movie before. They don't miss. If they're if they can promote it, they can do it. They're going to do it, man, and they're going to do it well. So it's. Uh, I'm sure the scene out there is is epic. It's uh, it's it's a bit of a scene. I, 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 we're thrilled to be out here. Uh, we'll we'll bring you along next time uh, for yeah. you know gambling correspondent. There you go. That's uh, it. That's Mike, what we need. That's what we need. <laughs> Mike, Mike Svetitz joins us on Wednesdays. Uh, Mike, what you got cooking at frontpagebets.com? Well, obviously, you know the Super Bowl, all Super Bowl all week. We we dropped on Monday our Taylor Swift themed props. I don't know if you've heard Taylor Swift is going to be at the game. Uh, her and Travis Kelsey apparently are an item. This is the first I'm hearing about it. But uh, we we uh, the sports books are all over this, so you can get you can't bet at any reputable legal sports book in America on actual Taylor Swift props. Like, will she get proposed to? I think in Ontario, one of the books there, you can. But uh, it's more themed props, so we've got that already out. We've got our player prop. You know, everything that you can can consider, conceive. Uh, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have odds on. We're gonna uh, you know give you our our best bets. My picks will drop. My video dropped this morning. My uh, the final picks will drop on Friday uh, for who I'm going with. And it's changed two or three different times, Michael. The things I've written. <laughs> it's a hard earlier, one. It's changed. It's a, it's a hard one. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm not locked in until Friday until I post my, my, uh, my print picks, as it were, on, on front page bets. But we'll get that on Friday. Uh, man, we've got so many good things. And then also, you know, and you know this very well. You were out there last year. The, the Waste Management Open is, is in Scottsdale this week as well. And uh, just posted the story on that. Scotty Scheffler, two-time defending champ, there going for a three-peat. He's plus five hundred to win it all again. He's he's the he's the odds-on favorite. So yeah, we've got golf, we've got Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and more Super Bowl. I love it. Uh, Bubba Watson's making the rounds out here today. Uh, Live Golf kicks off out here tomorrow. They're trying they're right. trying to ride the, the coattails this year. I, yeah, they they took notes. They took notes. They're doing the thing. Obviously. Uh, yeah. All good, right, Mike. Good. I I, I got to cut you loose. Uh, Carrot Top is coming on the show. Oh. That's a real thing that I'm actually saying, and I, that is not a bit. Stay tuned. Carrot Top on the other side. Thank you, Mike Sveditz. Back with more after this. It's 910 The Fan Out, 105.1 FM. All right, we're back. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. Our next guest is Scott Thompson. You know him better, of course, as Carrot Top, yes, performing sir. nightly yes. at the Luxor. Thank you for dropping Thanks by. Thanks for having me. This is great. All right, you, you're a Vegas icon. There's lots of Vegas icons. Yeah. Are you guys all like, are you friends? Is there a, no, is there a have, club? I, no, no. We don't <laughs> hang out. We hate each other. <laughs> no, I mean, we know each other, but not quite sure about Like the old days, and you think about the camaraderie between like you know, the Rat Pack and that kind of yeah. thing. I don't think they have that kind of thing anymore, really. I mean, we do have friends. Like I know Wayne Newton. I don't think I'll go have a a sandwich or a bagel with him, but I do him. I know him. We might, <laughs> if I called him and said, you want to have a bagel together? All right. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely camaraderie between that Blue Man Group and everyone that works in Vegas. We're all we're all definitely friends. All right, I love it. So you're a, you're a full-on football fan. This yeah, is not, you're not yeah, here. No, no, I'm a huge football fan. You're not here to fake it. You're, you're, no, you're, I know a lot ready. about it. You can, t- you can test me. There you go. Uh, you got well, a new coach? You got a new coach for the Commanders? We're the Washington Commanders station. I like, yeah, I like the Washington football team better. Washington football team. I, I mean, stuck with it. I don't want to make any of your fans mad by saying that, but that's that's I like the name of that, the Washington football team. I mean, it, honestly, if you want to make the fans happy, you say go back to Redskins. Well, of course, that would be my favorite, <laughs> which is which is which is hard for I guess for fans because sure. when you go back and watch NFL Network and they show 
you know, the Redskins against the Cowboys and the Cowboys and Indians. That's what it was. A, it was such a rival and such a great sounding game, right? And the Redskins and all the pig, the guys with the pig. Oh thing, yeah, it was. It, it was just football. I mean, the, that's one of the teams that really made me as a kid. That I said, that's a real football team. Like playing in the mud, they have the the, the true fans. You know, there's only a few teams that really have that. I feel that has that football feel. You know, from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. Uh, you know the old Cleveland Browns in the in that mud and the, you know the <laughs> yeah, Washington the Redskins. Pets, the and, pound, yeah. yeah, I mean that's yep. really what made football football. You know, even back when Minnesota played in the mud, not in the beautiful dome, air conditioning <laughs> heated. And, so I'm a fan I, I, of football. Ice in the bowl, mud. all that. Yeah, um, we we got nasty weather this week. Yeah, uh, we they, do. Yeah. I know. They, they, they don't open up the roof, but uh, I, uh, if yeah. they did, we'd be ready to go. I think they should. The, the, the 49ers were complaining that they have to oh, practice out in the rain, uh, and the Chiefs get to practice indoors, and I thought, how far we've come here. The, oh, wow. you know, yeah, yeah, complaining that they have to play football <laughs> in the rain. That's, that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Or the fact that the Chiefs get to practice inside. They, they should be playing outside. They're, that's their element. That's their element. That's what they do. Um, do you do you have a pick here? Do you have a lean on this? They should make comedians do that. I should I should I should in rehearse my, I should rehearse my <laughs> show out in the field uh, car- and then bring it into the theater. Carrot top on ice. Yeah, carrot top <laughs> on ice. It's a good Disney show. There you go. Um, one of the one of the Cirque du Soleil is in water, right? Underwater. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh that's. Yes. I mean that's. That's a high level. It of makes commitment. you want to pee when you see that show. <laughs> you just like water. There's water. The one sport I could never ever play: water polo. No, I, could, I never tried. It was they're, too. They're trying, I swam, but they're I, trying to drown each yes, other yes, yes. while also <laughs> throwing the ball. That, that's a that's a degree <laughs> of difficulty right there. Uh, you you got to lean on the Super Bowl here. You got you got to. Uh, are you taking sides here? I'm going you? red. Okay, I I, I made red. <laughs> I made. There was no other president had red. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of red, so I don't know. It's hard to pick this one because it is. I like both teams as far as, I mean, I despise the Chiefs in the sense they beat my Dolphins every year. But when I got to meet them yesterday, it's like you want to hug Coach Andy Reid. He's so sweet. He called me Carrot Top and he said, I like your hair. I like your build. He's an American treasure. Yeah. <laughs> then the kid Purdy's had such a good story, you know, with him being the last drafted and getting his elbow hurt and then coming to the Super Bowl. So it's so tough to pick. So... I want the underdog, but I won't be disappointed with either team wins. I think it'll be a good game. There you go. Carrot Top's joining us on the fans. Scott yeah. Thompson performing at the Luxor each night. Yes. How do you keep it fresh after all these years? A box of baking soda in each trunk. No. <laughs> I try to keep the show fresh. I try to write new jokes every day. I try to keep up with every current event. Like tonight, we're talking about the Super Bowl being here. There you go. We're talking about you know some politics. We'll talk about Taylor Swift. We'll talk about you know current events just to keep it all kind of uh, up to date. And that's what's fun about the show. It changes, you know. It's, it's, it's always has a feel, a fresh feel. I like that. So you got people who come multiple times. Yeah, you right, get a lot of repeat customers. So you have to, you have to kind of be on your toes because they, they were there. They were saw you last week and you, you <laughs> change one word. So oh, you, know, you okay. got to okay, okay. keep it tight. What's the show? If you have a night off, what's the show you go to watch? What's what's uh, captivating? Usually on a night off, I just go home and pass out and go to bed. But, I don't blame you. That's but what I do. But there's been shows that I still want to see you two at the Sphere. I yes. think that would be tremendous. Uh, that's on my bucket list, and hopefully one day I can see that. that what, what's wild to me about U2, we're going later in the week, is the cheapest tickets to U2 yeah. are literally standing next to Bono uh, because you can't see the screen oh, above oh, that's, you. That's yeah, so we that's were, an interesting day. I never thought about that. We're looking at the, the most expensive seats are up where you get the whole right. the screen, the scene, and, and the cheap tickets are right next, next to, to the Bono, thing, one of the most famous people the in the world. Yeah, right. Usually it's the opposite. <laughs> that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. It's it's wild. Um, it's, so we mentioned your football fan, Commanders, a number two draft pick. Um, we, what do they need to do? They've been so bad for so the long. Commanders? G- g- give me give me some hope here. The they, Commanders the, the and the Dolphins. Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins turned it around. Right. G- give, me, give me some hope. Well, you got a new coach. Yeah. yeah. You guys are good. You got a new – I mean, I don't know. I I got to be honest – I th- I think you guys are close. I think you're you're close. I it's mean, the NFL. Everybody's close. It's that's, true. Yeah, it's, true. That's why we love it so true. much. True. But I think your new coach is going to help out a lot. I think you got some new players. Um, again, Washington's just one of those those teams that, that's uh, they'll find a way. You know, Dolphins have been horrible for thirty years. I mean, literally go. thirty years. That's been. I, I mean, they, I love their coach too. Yeah. I mean, Mike he, wore, he wears capris, though. I think that's odd. <laughs> There's a lot of things odd there, but it, it seems it's to done. work. There's, I mean, you were, remember the you know Coach Landry wore a tie and yeah. a hat, and you know it, 
the tie and the tie and suit is out. Nobody yeah, no one's going to wear that again. That, I don't think that's not coming back. But what if think. one did? It just to be like shock the world. I think I'd like it. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd root for that. Team. I would root for that team. Absolutely. One coach came out on a Sunday with a suit and a tie, <laughs> not necessarily the fedora hat, just a suit and a tie. I love it. I bet people would be like, "That's cool." I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Um, anything else you want to add here uh, while you're making no, the rounds? No, just excited about the uh, the uh, the game being here this weekend. And we'll, I, I, I played Richmond many times at the Comedy Club. Great town. And uh, we should get back up there and do that again. We're, we're happy to host you. Yeah. We're happy to be here in Vegas having a great time yeah. here, Super Bowl week. It's a, it's a fun town. And uh, people come out here, uh, see the show. It's at the Luxor. Yeah, it's at the Luxor. There you go. It's going to be a fun night. The stadium holds, holds close to 70,000 people. Just think of all those people and only one usher. <laughs> it's going to be hard to see them. <laughs> there he is. There's the walk-off. I love it. Karen Top live at the Luxor every night. We're back with more uh, 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM right after this. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arm swinging. Knees bending, head bobbing, to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. <laughs> you remember those? Uh, A.Y., you're younger than me. Do you remember those ads? I do, yeah. Those ads were great. That was, that was vintage radio ads. Uh, thank you to the good people of Bud Light. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. They're putting us up out here in Las Vegas. Truly the center of the world, the center of, of, of all the action. Uh, describe the scene here. I mean, it's just NFL players everywhere, former NFL players. Gronk, Cam Newton. Coaches. Uh, coaches. You've, you've seen Gronk. Gronk's here. I he, didn't see Gronk, but I did see uh, Cam Newton twice. He, yeah, he, He's over there with your girl, Oh, uh, Kay Adams. Yeah. yeah. I, I, here's the thing is that in between commercial breaks of my show, I'm going to be running over there just kind of smiling and waving. Okay, Kay Adams, who was on Good Morning Football forever, yeah. and every time I watched that show, I thought she should be on the Today Show. Like, she, she's crazy talented. She's obviously young and good-looking, but everybody's young and good-looking here at the TV anchors. There's a million, <laughs> there's a million young, good-looking TV anchors here. That's a good point. She's also just crazy talented and, and, and funny and a great person. I always thought, what is she doing doing Good Morning Football at 5 a.m. every morning on the NFL Network? What a waste. And then she goes to... to FanDuel TV, um, which, no disrespect, that feels like a step backwards in audience. I have no doubts she is very handsomely compensated for, for her, her show on on. It was an FanDuel interesting TV. move because I think a lot of people felt the same way. Like I think was, she could have moved forward. See, I, I actually think she should have stayed on that show because I thought that show was perfect when it was her, when it was Nate Burleson who then moved on, Kyle Brandt. Her and you know. Nate Burleson – Schlepping it on mornings on the NFL and Network. And Kyle Brandt was, coming out with a hammer. Was know? as good as NFL Network will ever get. Yeah, Kyle Brandt was on that. Kyle Brandt, third best person on that show. Right. Real world, very talented himself, obviously. Um, the NFL Network, like, struck gold with that show yeah. for, for as long as it. That was, every time you'd go into the facility in Ashburn, that was on the TV. That was what the players watched. Right. Um, that's how you know you've that, got it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard, too. It's like this is what the fans watch and the players watch and the coaches watch. People in the business watch that show every yeah. morning. I yeah. don't know if that's still the case or not. Um, but that's I, a good I, point. I do know uh, that, that Brian Mitchell is over here, uh, should be a Hall of Famer, but but he's a Super Bowl winner and that's pretty good. I'm gonna try uh, to grab Brian for my get, show. He's get he's getting some uh, he's getting some attention. So I think people don't people think he's a celebrity making the rounds and not a radio host. Yeah. At Odyssey DC. Um, I always forget that he had a career after Washington too. In Philly. Yeah. The Philly people love talking. They to love him. him. He was he was a, a great like a great locker room guy. He's right. An Andy Reid guy too. Andy Reid guy, too. Uh, they had Andy Reid the other day right after the uh, AFC title right, game. How cool great, is that? Great pull there, obviously. Um, it's a little bit like Ryan Clark, who I see and I think commanders. Okay. Uh, but obviously the world Steelers and thinks Steelers. Yeah. Um, that, all, all forever, um, Brandon Merriweather, remember the name? Yeah. Uh, kept getting fined because he kept hitting people with his head yeah. because he was a knucklehead and never changed. Yeah. Um, and so every every Monday we'd go talk to him as logging, you know, hey you're, hey, you're suspended again, hey, you're fined <laughs> again, whatever. And, and he eventually just said, uh, I'm directing all questions to my agent, Ryan Clark, uh, who was in the locker next to him. That's funny. Say, you know, 
Brandon, you're, you're suspended. You got to talk to my agent, Ryan Clark. And uh, Ryan come over like, you know, he's always well-dressed. He's going, you've got to leave him alone. Like, he's just playing football out there. I'll Which he you, wasn't. He never was just playing football. Right. He was such a dirty player. Philly, it, you got you got notebooks worth of stories from your time on the beat. Uh, hopefully two years worth because that's how long we're doing this for. <laughs> <laughs> Signed a two-year deal to do this show, so I hope I got two years worth of stories uh, built up from back in the day. Uh, it, it, was, it was a fun room. It was chaotic and dysfunctional, and I would trade it for uh, covering the Patriots or the Ravens during that time and just going to Super Bowls and seeing success. But it was its own... It was its own kind of special. Yeah. Um, and I think we're moving past that now. I don't think the Dan Quinn era is going to be that. You just hear the, the parade of people talking about how great Dan Quinn is, how great, you know. Has all- it changed your mind on the hire at all with how much support he's getting? No, because I, I think you're trying to build something long-term sustainable. I say even if you hit on Kingsbury, he will leave. And that's what happened to Dan Quinn in Atlanta, right? You will forever be dependent on on Dan Quinn hitting on offensive coordinators. Are you changing your mind on the Ben Johnson saga? Because we're, we're kind of hearing more and more that he's looking bad less than the commanders look bad. Uh, I have heard, uh, uh, we, we've talked to some NFL insiders. I've had some Bud Lights at some bars since we've been here. Um, there, that has served as the proxy for uh, an agent war uh, that, that nobody's coming out good here. But Ben Johnson is definitely being viewed very negative. Oh, yeah. I read a quote yesterday that said his reputation is ruined in NFL circles. Um, talk to me if he wins a Super Bowl next year. True. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it, as long as they do well next year, he'll be right at the top of the list again. Because it just takes one owner convincing himself, well, well I'm different. Yeah. Like, you, he likes me. And, and you got it. You, you know, you ride that out, of course. All right, uh, text text from a friend here uh, who heard the blackjack story. First time I ever played casino blackjack, I was so bad, I lost $200 in 10 minutes at a low-stakes table, got cussed out uh, by another player, and was, was given a pity-free breakfast by the casino. There's, wow. It, it, I mean, they built these nice buildings uh, for a reason. Yeah. It's, uh, they, they, don't, uh, they don't just throw these up uh, by giving away money. We, I, was, I was running moderately good last night until the wheels came off. The wheels came off at the end, obviously, but I was running moderately good no, for a you, while. No, you were. You, I, were. you were hot, man. I was propping up the table. I, I had a nickname for you yesterday. It was okay. Face Down Philly. Face Down Philly. Anytime I double, I want it face down to I build the drama. I love that bit. There's so much drama because everyone hits and you see the card immediately. Yeah. But when you hit and that thing is not showing, it just builds like an action movie. It, it, I'm, there for, I'm there to produce entertainment. Yeah. Uh, value. And I think we produced entertainment for the. We had an actual crowd watching. We had a us. crowd, and we're not joking. Like I'm it not, was about seven to eight people. There were people watching our table. Yeah. Um, Grant Paulson was there being entertaining. I was there doing shtick. You were there, of course, uh, living your best life. Yeah, it, it was a good night. Yeah. Uh, out there in Vegas, uh, they're all good nights in Vegas. It's Wednesday. We got. Uh, I got two more of these to go. You got three more of these shows. We're gonna hand this thing off to AWOD Radio in a second. Uh, lo- I- I've seen the guest list. It's fantastic. Uh, we're at Radio Row out here. It's Bud Light Big Game Week. Thank you to the good folks at Bud Light for picking us up. Uh, re- rewind this here. If you missed anything today, grab the Odyssey app. It's free. It's got the rewind button. Uh, is is this is the first Celebrity Day? On Radio Row. I think we backed that up. You heard Joe Theismann. You heard Carrot Top. I will not apologize for having Carrot Top on this radio program, and I will double not apologize now that he went in on they should rename to the Redskins, which is uh, a a surprisingly common take. Um, They're not going to. That ship has sailed. I don't know if you noticed Magic Johnson, by the way. He he congratulated the final four NFL teams, the Lions, the 49ers, the Ravens, and Kansas City. There's your indicator. They're not. They're not going back to Redskins. Uh, but but you can you can talk about those teams again, and it's not awkward. And there will be a new name, I think, coming soon. And I think it will be good. Uh, JC, thank you for your work back in the studio. As always, um, we'll bring you something nice from Vegas. And by that, I mean uh, whatever free swag I can wrangle up in the next three days. Uh, Stub is producing up next. Stub, uh, full Kiro to all. Uh, AWOD Radio up next. Thank you for joining us. It's been a, a great morning here in Vegas. Fun's just getting started. Handing it off to AWOD Radio. Grant and Danny take you home. This is 910 The Fan at 105.1 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 